This is Radio Influence. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles, and I normally like Victory Mondays, but it is not that. Our Buccaneers fall to the Carolina Panthers in London, um, which looked like a ruckus crowd out there. Uh, People eating the Yorkshire pudding and stuff like that at a football game. I don't know what they eat there. But watching this game, and um, I watched it yesterday, and I watched it a couple more times today. And you know, I'm gonna get on air today on 6:20 from three to seven, and the, we're gonna probably speak, you know, a four four hour show for three and a half hours. We'll probably talk about Jameis Winston and whether Jameis Winston is a quarterback of the future, and whether he'll be re-signed, and whether he'll be franchise tagged, and you know, how can he throw so many interceptions and. Um, you know, there, there should be categories. And if I have a four-hour show, we should take 20 minutes to talk about Jameis Winston. Okay? No more than that. Jameis Winston is part of our problem. Now, he's a quarterback, and a quarterback's going to catch the brunt of it. But if you're watching balls hitting receivers' hands, very little effort at times. Mike Evans even called himself out. The ball hit his hands a couple times, should have caught it. The last interception Jameis threw, effort-wise, Mike Evans was running into the end zone and hadn't turned his head back yet. He was in the end zone and hadn't looked back at the ball yet. There was negative energy. There was negative effort out there. You let them drive, you let Carolina drive 99 yards from the one-yard line. These are good teams don't do this, okay? They they don't do it. You know, we had lack of effort out there. Um, it, it seemed like there was desperation out there. Now, Jameis didn't play well at all, but nobody around him played well. Godwin's a bad boy, okay? You have to watch out. And I'm not a Jameis fan or a Jameis apologist. I just watch the game and I evaluate, okay? Would, uh, would we be better without Jameis? I don't think so. I, I did, you know why? Because Jameis does show up on Sunday. Jameis is durable. Jameis has bad games in him, but Jameis also can throw for 400. There's not a lot of quarterbacks out there that can throw for 400 that people are getting rid of. He threw for 400 yesterday. First of all, this is an equation for failure, okay? Forget about equation for success. An equation for failure is having your quarterback throw the ball 40, 54 times. You won't win. You, you won't win. And and there was a 75-yard drop in there. I mean, you're worried about just Jameis Winston? Your your defense gave up 37 points. Before the game, the Bucs were averaging giving up 30 points. That is awful, people. Do you remember Warren Sapp? Give me 17 points. You get 17 points now, you lose going away. You can't win turning over the ball that many times. I understand that. But it ain't pretty around anybody right now. O.J. Howard is, looks fantastic in his uniform. That's all. That's all. I'm watching old-ass Greg Olson, and I mean old, running around the field, getting open, you know, doing his thing. And we have this young Adonis-looking stallion who I don't get what, what's happening. And I don't know who to blame. 
I don't know if I should blame Jameis. I don't know if I should blame O.J. Howard himself. I don't know if I should blame Byron Leftwich. I don't know if I should blame um, Jason Light for, for drafting his ass. Because as of right now, I mean, to be that high up and to have that much potential, that's a bust, yo. It's a bust. Cameron Brait, backup tight end, making $8 million, great. Caught a touchdown, great. But $8 million to be a backup tight end and catch, what does he have, a dozen catches this year? It's it's not good enough. And there's times where I heard Bruce Arians call the team soft last week, and I don't know if he meant soft playing, soft coverage. Soft's not a great word, okay, in football. You don't want to be called soft by any means. But I get it. And I'm going to pick on O.J. Howard because he's going to be my guy. Big-ass O.J. Howard catches a screen pass, and what, how did it end up? You remember how the play ended up? He ran out of bounds. Bruh, you are too big to run out of bounds. Once you get the ball 20 yards downfield, it ain't nothing but DBs now. You are 6'6", 260, rock hard and chisel. Go put your hand in somebody's face and run over a son of a bitch and make a name for yourself and don't run out of bounds, all right? That's soft to me. I, if I'm running back, I ain't running out of bounds. I'm going to let you know that. There was too much running out of bounds for me. I saw uh, Ogawale, number 44, run out of bounds. Um, um, Scotty Miller ran out of bounds on a third and on a third and six, and he ran, ran out of bounds two yards short. I'm like, what? No. There's six minutes left. Get the damn first down. Now, Kyle Allen, the uh, quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, he balled out, man. We helped him. We don't get much of a pass rush. Our DBs suck. Um, our game plan just seems like it's the same every week, and it looked good for a couple weeks. Now it looks the same. Uh, Shaq Barrett, invisible two weeks in a row. Invisible. Didn't make a play yesterday. Invisible. Um, there are some people playing well on the inside. Vita Vey is a beast, okay? Vita yesterday, um, whatever was happening was coming through Vita. Right, the one sack that they got, I believe Nassib got it, was all Vita. Vita's taking his lineman and walking him straight back. And it's not even a walk. I mean, they're running. He's running dudes over, okay? Vita can play. But as a whole, you know, the, the, part, the problem with Jameis is you're the quarterback. And it runs through you. And everybody's watching you every single play. And when you have an offensive line around you that's crumbling and you're getting your wig split, what happens is Jameis gets funny. And you can see it. His feet get funny. Listen, football's a rough sport. And when you're getting pasted in the side of your head, you may think that you should just step in there, but you do it. You step in there and let those guys run at you all day long. Gerald McCoy had two and a half sacks. He did his little dance. Congratulations, Gerald. He fell into the sacks, but they're still sacks. It's the first sacks of the year. But he just feels vindicated, I'm sure, beating the Buccaneers, and he should. Um, And, and the Buccaneers are just the Buccaneers, man. I'm going to let you know, I put money on Carolina. I didn't think the Bucs had a damn chance with two backup linemen to go and beat the Carolina Panthers who are rushing the hell out of the passer. I think we've given up 13 sacks in two weeks. 13 sacks in two weeks. That's five weeks worth of sacks.
Today's episode of In the Trenches with Ian Beckles is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ, the brand new streaming sports news network. You got to get on top of these people. It's a no-brainer. It's live 24-7 and costs absolutely nothing. That's right. It's sports coverage that's always on and always free, and that means always. You know, with all the other stations right now that, you know, are all involved with sports, a lot of them getting political, a lot of BS, a lot of crappy shows, not with CBS Sports HQ. It's a great place to get on there, and if you're a gambler, if you're somebody who's into fantasy sports, it's absolutely perfect for you. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or any other connected device at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. Once again, it's a no-brainer. No fake debates, just sports for real fans at the great price, completely free. You don't even have to log in or sign up for anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. I will. So the Bucks have a bye week. What do they do after this? Where do they go? I don't know. But they're starting to run out of juice. Whatever juice they had for a little bit that spurred our optimism is is gone. And I don't know how you turn it around. And you know Bruce Arians, he's on the sideline. It's a different day and age. Athletes are different. You got to stroke them and coddle them a little bit, or they, they kind of, you know, they cocoon. You got to coddle them a little bit. You can't be too hard anymore. If you're hard on an athlete, boy, I tell you what, they'll, 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 they'll regress. And Bruce Arians wants a bunch, a bunch of tough SOBs out there. Offensively, oh, it, was, it was six turnovers on offense. You can't win. And, out of all, you know, out of all the plays that you're seeing, interception-wise, the first interception, I watched it ten times, and I don't know who to blame. I, I just think you have to chalk it up to a great defensive play. I'm not sure if Mike Evans' effort was good enough, but he didn't see the guy coming from behind him. It really wasn't a bad throw. It may have been an ill-advised throw, but it wasn't a bad throw. All right. The next interception, James threw, his elbow was hit. It's not on him. I mean, you you get your elbow hit, the ball ain't going anywhere. The third interception Jameis threw, Keekley just made a Hall of Fame Derek Brooks type play. The ball hit him dead in his chest. Keekley knew where that ball was going, and he made a wonderful play. The fourth interception, he forced the ball to Godwin in double coverage. This was a bad, it was a bad look. And the fifth interception was a desperation heave in the end zone where Mike Evans showed a lack of effort, and he and he admitted it. Okay, he admitted it uh, in the post-game uh, interviews. So there's enough blame to go around. I'm starting to see some things in the midst of a lot of this crap that's, that are good, bad, and different. Ronald Jones on that touchdown run, for the first time, showed me something special. He, did a, he, did, he was special on that run. When you make a guy miss in a small hole like that, and you get four yards, you get a touchdown, that's special. That's what special running backs do. But at the end of the day, the Buccaneers ran the ball 14 times. 14 times, not enough. It's not enough when you have two backup linemen on one side of the ball. You have to establish the run. They weren't out of that game early. You can still run the football. 
That makes everybody else's job better easily. Bobo Wilson, he's not good. But catch the ball and go forward, brother. Catch the ball first, please. But everything is such a – we make things hard. The Buccaneers seem to make things hard. And, and, and on the bye week, I'm not sure what Bruce Arians should be emphasizing. I'm not sure. I know what they, 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 do, they, they do real well is they stop the run. You can't run the ball in the Bucs at all. But this is the difference. Back in the day when the Buccaneers used to, you know, rack up sacks with Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice and all those guys, they used to rush the passer on the way to the runner. You understand what I mean by that? They're pass rushing every play. All they're doing is getting upfield. They don't give a rat's ass what the play is. They're getting upfield, and they're wreaking havoc. This defense is on the other end of the spectrum. They're playing the run. But what happens is quarterbacks become comfortable, and they— why run it? Why run it when you can't? And why run it when you they can't stop the pass? And our defensive backs ain't worth a shit. The one that we have that I love is Whitehead, and that concussion wasn't no good. I, I can't believe he turned McCaffrey around, first of all, on that play, and Whitehead caught the brunt of that one. I mean, he might not be the same player again. I mean, he comes with anger. And he brings hats. And once you start to get concussed, then some of that anger has to settle a little bit, you know? And there's just so many things that I'm seeing that it's, it's disappointing when I see Mike Evans not giving all the effort. It's disappointing when I'm seeing the ball hit people's hands and coming off. It's disappointing when I'm seeing from the TV version, they're showing Jameis's eyes. And Jameis's eyes are locked into his receivers. You see, you try to look at Tom Brady or some of the greatness's eyes. They come back, they drop back, they're looking right, looking right, manipulating safeties, coming back left, boom, and they, they complete that pass. Jameis should be manipulating safeties, and I don't see it. I don't see it. So as a team, we are, I think we are, we thought we were, which is a, a team that's, that can beat anybody, but sure enough can lose to anybody. And this doesn't do, they don't do, the Bucks don't do enough things consistently. They don't do enough things consistently. And when you have something to fall back on, and you you bring up the Tony Dungy era because without the Tony Dungy era, we didn't have much success. But if you say, hey, what was the Tony Dungy era football team all about? Pretty damn easy. Play defense. And we, we ran the ball. We didn't turn the ball over. And it wasn't bad to punt the ball. Jameis has to, wonder, he has to figure that out. Now, it's easy for me to say it's okay to punt the ball, but we give up 30 points or more every game. Now, it's not okay to punt the ball if you're going to give up 30 points because we got to score lots of damn points. So to turn over the ball seven times and still score 26 points, that's crazy. So I'm not sure this is fixable. <laughs> With what we have right now. And with this, the team's not going anywhere, okay? We're not going anywhere two and four. We all know that. We're not going anywhere. Unless something crazy, crazy, crazy happens. Nobody sees a consistent team out there that's going to win anything consistently. Once again, going back to the Tony Dungy era, at this time, you could see the the team was getting better. 
starting to do things more consistent. This team is willy-nilly, and they're all over the damn place. So, you know, when the season's over, the Bucks got to make a lot of decisions, man. Jameis got to be a decision. I mean, you, do you have the right running back? You know, do, should we have that much money in tight ends that aren't even a big part of what we're doing, although we run a lot of double tight ends uh, formations? Defensively, we're great in the middle, stopping the run. We can't rush the passer. So what do we do? You know, give Shaq Barrett a bunch of money? Shaq Barrett hasn't done anything in two weeks. Shaq Barrett went from a franchise player to just, eh, in two weeks. NASA makes a couple plays here and there. When, when, when they want a jet sweep, you need to k- keep contain. Seems pretty easy. As a whole, we're a 2-4 and four football team. And there's not much else just to say. I, I mean, you can try to get deep into the minutia of it. We don't do anything well enough. We're not tough enough. We're not mean enough. Um, and, you know, we're going to lose a lot of games for this year. I'm waiting for it to turn. As a Buck fan, this is all this shit's getting real old, okay? It's getting real old to sit here now every Monday and talk about what the Bucks didn't do or why the Bucks lost. And it just seems year after year that happens. There ain't much you can do about it. If anybody wants to contact me, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Make sure you're listening to my other podcasts as well. And 95.3 FM and 6.20 AM every day, 3 to 7. Ron and Ian Show will be talking a lot about the Bucks today, I am sure. And uh, big ups to our beloved Rays who um, fought all the way to the end. At least those guys are fighters. And our Lightning are going as well. So have a wonderful day. Let's hope it's a little bit better. Next week, the Bucks have a bye. So I'll be coming on anyways. There's still plenty of football going on. So you definitely want to tune into In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles signing off. Have a wonderful week. And please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petot, CEO of Radio Influence. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on any of our programming, or if you have some show ideas you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you take time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means more than you could ever know. Without you, the listener, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to all of our programming. You can find all of Radio Influence's programming on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.